Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. All right, greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show. I'm Mark Lawrence, subpar performer, and uh, barely here is what they talk about, uh, is how they describe me here in the morning. Well, you show up. I mean, that's I, half the battle. I absolutely do. First of all, I touch off the alarm so that it calls ADT and all the staffers. Then I come in, and uh, generally once a week, I'll make coffee in the Keurig maker without a cup underneath it. So we get a big mess out there. Yeah, I loved the alarm system when I was first called. <laughs> <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning, somebody's jiggling your front door. <laughs> so what should I do? Do you want the state police or not? Yes, I do. Yeah. I'm not going there alone. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, yeah, we've all been through that. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else do I do in the morning? That's about it. Hacking through sports lately. You make lately. coffee. You drink coffee. I do coffee. make coffee. Most days it goes in the cup, so that's good. You used to have your little thermos bottle of some sort of liquid in it. Yes. I, I always I, suspected I, it was scotch or bourbon or something like that. But <laughs> I am adopting the uh, McGranahan system of coffee consumption. Once One a day. One big cup, cup in the day. morning, and then just you know a little bit later on, no full thermos. No, I don't drink any later on, just one with breakfast. Okay, that's it. I don't mind that. I think that might be, uh, that, that's an interesting goal. I might I might shoot for that. On the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do check him out at sunburymotors.com. I didn't introduce him, but McGranahan, as I referred to him, is Joe, <laughs> directly across from me. He's a well, conservative. Thank you, Lawrence. But he's learned quite a bit on the show. He's gained more respect for women and minorities and other folks, and he is here to tell you that uh, his ears are now plugged in his fox funnels. Uh, have a filter that prevent new ideas from getting in. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795. <laughs> I should put that in a written intro. You get, should. get the deep voice guy to voice it. Right. Now with our hosts, Mark Lawrence and Joe, whose ears are hardened and plugged. <laughs> 1-800-795-9565 our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com. I'm okay with that as long as he says, and Mark Lawrence, a fellow traveler. <laughs> fellow traveler, right. Uh, yeah, Read right. commie into that. <laughs> Mark, who's rarely on the mark, is on the mark every day, strangely <laughs> enough. All right. Email us at onthemarket.wkok.com. We do have one email related to Joe Biden right there. And uh, we have texts on several topics. So before we uh, uh, read those, we'll say the kind of things that we've been talking about in the news. There, uh, I guess it was a quiet night in Chicago, but folks are still talking about the Monday morning uh, looting oh, that took place. Real, not only that, but what's interesting is that MSNBC and CNN completely, well, MSNBC skipped it. CNN aired less than three minutes of coverage on it over a 24-hour period. Okay, so we can talk about that. Uh, we have schools around here. The state came up with a new metric that looks at counties where there is an outbreak of COVID-19 and ties the opening of schools to uh, the outbreaks that exist in the community. And so Union County uh, has the highest proportion 
proportional outbreak in the state, and that's with the Lewisburg federal pen factored in, but well, not even the, counting that's the driving them. force, isn't it? The Lewisburg pen. It's about half of the factor. The rest of the factor is Lewisburg's had a hundred cases in the past two weeks. Gee, on it their must own. be all those demonstrations, all those um, you know pride demonstrations, standing on the street corners, people waving and honking. You think that's it? I think that's a factor. But in Union County, uh, the folks are part of this uh, core group of individuals who say masks aren't necessary, their freedom is more important. But Le- Lewisburg than, is than more left-leaning than the rest of the Not area. Lewisburg, the, re- the rest of the county is okay. where you'll see, you know, you go to Wanger store, here you have a business where the clerks don't wear masks, you know. They so I understand they do now. That's my understanding that they, they are wearing started wearing them. Okay, well, anyway, but so... But what would you, your superintendent, But anyway, like, like the West End Fair, we saw okay. lots of pictures from the fair, our state representatives and congressmen out there, no masks. What's it, really going to be fascinating is the results two weeks from now after the Sturgis bike rally with about half a million bikers out there, some large number of bikers, none yeah, of them wearing masks. A, a super spreader super, event. A potential super spreader event. Okay. But your superintendent Lawrence of the Universal School Districts, what do you do next week? Do you open up or do you go all, um, you know, what, remote? For two weeks or three oh, weeks? I, I, you have to open up. You have to open up and you have to have sports. It is just so important. This is this is uh, item number six in the president's three-year tenure where he and I agree. You've got to have uh, school in person. The socialization is critical. You just have to take every human precaution that could even be uh, even not even thought of yet to make it happen. But, but you the know, in-person classroom is critical. And online learning is not ideal. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you something that I've what about found you? interesting. I'm able to watch uh, my grandsons, Logan and Jordan, a couple days a week, my wife and I. And my grandson, Logan, the oldest, is 11 years old. He's going into the sixth grade, his first year at Sealands Grove Middle School. Okay. Jordan is going to be two in a couple of months. So Jordan has never known anything but this. So he's adapted perfectly. You know, he's happy just to see, like, the four or five people he sees, my wife and I, his mother and father and his brother, basically, and, you know, maybe some tradespeople who come to the house or something like that. But he's been pretty much sequestered because of concerns that my, my son's family has about health, okay. and I don't blame them for those concerns. But Logan, on the other hand, has been to Paris. He's been off the farm. You know, he's seen all this other stuff. <laughs> I love that. And I feel sorry for him because... We can't do anything normal with him. We can't take him uh, to play mini golf. We can't take him uh, to walk through a store because of those concerns. And, you know, most of the time he just sits around with a blanket over his head and then running around outside and trying to make the best of it. And I'll give the kid credit. He makes the best of it. And he's not a, not a whiner or a complainer. But, you know, I f- you got to feel for him. Here's a kid, and I'm sure there are hundreds and thousands of kids like him in the area who have had everything taken from them. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't they can't go out, they can't play outside, they can't run around with their friends, they can't go to a movie. All those things that they used to do that were part of their life are now not part of it. And now we're talking about not sending them back to school. And so what are we doing? We're increasing the isolation and loneliness, I think, they must feel and their need to, to speak to their friends and talk to their peers. Gosh, how many high school friends do you have that you still keep in touch with? I've got a lot of them. Well, and for students and cheerleaders and bands, you have to have fall sports. I hate to say it. You, somebody's going to get COVID from getting a, a, you know some young person, but you have to have them. It's just so critically important to the kids' growth and development and their leadership skills 
skills and their teamwork and camaraderie and their socialization. Well, how do you have choir wearing masks? I, I, I don't know. But, you know, if, if every choir singer filled up the auditorium seats, I'm not quite sure you could get much audience in there. But, you know, I think if there's a will, there's a way. If you decide that I have to have fall classes in person on campus, you can come up with it. You know, we can put a man on the moon. I'm sure we can get 30 people in a classroom socially distanced. Well, 30 is a little too many. Okay, uh, 20. Right. Classrooms, okay, 20. 20. So, 20 all right. Would be so, um, I just think you have to do these things. It's just so critically important to the community. Uh, and, and even, you know, I'm sort of acquiesced to the idea that high school football would happen without fans in the stand. It doesn't seem right that even parents can't go. But uh, Well, doesn't that strike you as stupid? I mean, here's a stadium built to hold, what, five, 6,000 people, and nobody's allowed to sit in it. Well, obviously, you could mark off six-foot sections of the bleachers and every other row, and maybe you could let in 1,000 people. Well, and you're outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any dome stadiums around us. Yeah, so I, I think there's that's ripe for compromise. But anyway, like you said, uh, what is it, Universal School District? I like that idea. That's what I would do. I would have classes, and I would make it work. And if a parent is super nervous and doesn't want to do it, or they have uh, folks at home that are super high risk and you just don't want to risk that, uh, do your cyber schooling. You know, we know cyber schooling in general, even on its best days, a compromise. So let some parents Well, you're talking that. about cyber schooling, or are you talking about remote education? education run by the local school district. I'm in favor of remote education run by the local school district, but not in favor of cyber schools. All right. So there's a conversation starter. Of course, our president is thinking about coming to Gettysburg, which I think is a fabulous idea. I hope he does it. And uh, accepting his uh, speech there, it'd be sort of like the... uh, uh, the Mount Rushmore version, only Pennsylvania style. Right. 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com. Text us at 70236. Uh, we are going to go to Cindy since we're talking about schools. So we'll stay on topic, and then we'll go to Bob second. Uh, Cindy, you're on the mark. I'm on you. I'm on you. <laughs> You're quite welcome. I can't, I can't believe what you're saying. <laughs> Let me say this. First of all, I would say that about 50% of the kids in public school are more than capable of getting their education online. Do I acknowledge that there is a subset who would struggle, if not fail, in that environment? Sure, I do. Absolutely. About 20% of the kids are going to do very badly, kids with special education needs need one-on-one interaction, and they should be brought to the school. And when you decrease the number of people present by doing this, then you have the room to accommodate those kids, right, without putting them at risk. What kind of leadership is it to put children at jeopardy with things like sports? I realize, Mark, you know, that you feel passionately about this. Uh, Certainly, I care deeply about the arts but not enough to risk people's lives. I mean, there are several examples of choruses, adult choruses, that came together and rehearsed and performed, and they all got sick. Now, do I think that children are at risk health-wise? Well, a very small subset, yes. But they are at risk for carrying it home, for continuing the spread of this infection. Is chorus, is singing, is that kind of performing so important that we should put other people's lives at risk. 
So how long, do, how long no. do we shut down? Do we shut down forever until there's a vaccine four or five years from now that we can eradicate it? And we haven't eradicated the common cold or flu. How are we gonna, and, and people going die to? And people die from the, that, too, Cindy. Right. The common cold and flu are, are called a illness, but are actually created, produced by a myriad of viri, and there is never going to be a cure for either one of those things or a... Uh, so what do we do? We go on symptomatically. We go You'll on living, and we take preca- we take common sense precautions. We do the best we can to avoid getting sick. But each individual makes that decision for him or herself. True. It's not made for us by the government. That's true. I agree. And in, and into that end, look at the silliness of Lewisburg. If the real problem there is the penitentiaries outbreak, then to be shutting down the schools because of something that's going on in an, in a strictly enclosed environment seems kind of short-sighted to me. Well, Dr. Levine says the penitentiary is part of the community. Well, I, there's no <laughs> Where does doubt Dr. Levine live? <laughs> to say that the people from the pen, in the penitentiary represent a threat to the community, I think, is a little silly. Right. And Especially it's if they step up their efforts. That's like saying all the nursing homes are a threat to the community as well. <laughs> and that's right. no one's suggesting that. No, so, don't I, be too you know. sure about that. I mean, there are a lot of the cases have been in nursing homes. So if you suddenly open them up and let people in, wouldn't you have the same problems? <laughs> oh, we, gosh, Joe. we have the problem that people from the community are going into the nursing homes. That's the problem. Right. You know, uh, even the countries that were island, are island nations like New Zealand, who wiped it out, you know, and was beating their breasts and ha ha ha, they have yet another occurrence. It's because in our in our Lives, we have now accepted a world essentially without borders. We allow people to move freely back and forth. And as long as there's COVID somewhere, there will be COVID everywhere. We're never going to stop this. Nor do I think that a vaccine is going to be the answer. I believe that this has become a part of our lives. That doesn't mean that because it's a part of our lives, we shouldn't adapt. Now, initially, we shut the whole place down. I understand that. And in the face of lacking big chunks of information about its virility, about the consequence, about the population at hand. That was a rational thing to do. But now we've reached the point where we have to really rethink this. We have to adapt to it. Not continue to, you know, hide in our houses, but adapt to what's going on. I felt so sorry for your grandson, Joe, and there are many ways in which he could interact with his peers. We we made a miniature golf course in our yard. We to put stakes here and there, and, and then we can play miniature golf all around our property. Think about doing that for him, why don't you? Well, how, about you bring, how about if I bring? How about if I bring him to your house and <laughs> play there? <laughs> Thank you. All right, quickie break. We'll be got callers ready. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 
Thank Chris you. from Danville. Chris, you're on the mark. Hey, thanks for uh, first of all my apologies. I do not listen all the time because I'm working in the morning. I just happened to be out and caught the first well, you gotta, minutes. You've got to stop phone. that. You've got to stop that. Listen to the program. I know. <laughs> uh, shame on me and all that. I, I have to disagree with the uh, the notion that socialization actually occurs in school. At least positive socialization does not always occur in schools. Let's see history. I've worked with teenagers in a service called Youth for Christ. I've driven school bus. I am currently, and for the past 20 or more years, have been a PIAA baseball umpire, and I've observed what's going on. I've been in schools making presentations, and see, the, the kind of things that happen on everything from a school bus to the cafeteria to the playground to the classroom itself all seem to, in, at least in comparison with alternative ways of learning, seem to fail in positive socialization as opposed to somebody that's learning in either a home school or even a cyber school scenario, uh, they're around more adults and wind up having more adult-like behavior behaviors as outcomes. They're able to socialize more positively, better, with an older mindset of kids just simply because they've had that kind of exposure. Um, as far as sports, again, I've been a PIAA baseball umpire, and I've been around bands and so on uh, in, in, um, as a bus driver driving people to various football games and so on. And not only is the socialization a question, but my real question is, why do we have to pay as taxpayers for public school against public school sports? We have AYSO for soccer. We have Little League for baseball, among other things, American Legion and so on. We have um, peewee football, midget football, and so on. All of the kinds of sports that are going on uh, can, can occur outside of a public school scenario. Now, I do agree that, with the, especially with the one caller just, uh, with, with whom you just spoke, that the, uh, the concept of being a team member happens in team sports. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, what I don't agree with is that it has to occur in schools, or between schools, I should say. Between towns? Yeah, I can see that. Between but that's basically what town, schools are. That. But Go that's ahead. basically what schools are, Different, representing different towns around here. It's not like we have a major city that has four or five high schools. What we have is Lewisburg has a high school, Seelands Grove has Understood. a high school, Sunbury has a high school. So that's town versus town. I, yeah, agreed. I understand. My question comes to the, the question of whether taxpayer dollars should go toward uh, building multi-hundred thousand, if not more, dollar stadiums, fields, and so on. These things exist already in most communities. Why should we wind up spending Taj Mahal dollars on... Uh, when, when we don't need to. Well, you ought to talk to our friend Larry. Provide, in the same way that I would like to see PennDOT privatized, we already have the privatization oh, here of we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's fighting words. Joe's a shill for PennDOT, so he's going to uh, climb uh, uh, over through the phone now. <laughs> Listen, we, we don't... 
<laughs> I'm not going to do that. We have we have. Oh, uh, go ahead. We, we, yeah, okay. We don't have the kind of Taj Mahal stadiums around here that they have in places like Texas. Our friend Larry G could probably tell us some stories I, from I, down in Texas about how much money they spend, like tw- ten or twenty thousand seat stadiums and uh, all the amenities they have in them. But you know, you're, you're right. You you make a good point. It could have gone a, di- a different way, but it, it came up with schools. I mean, it's always been that way. Colleges played football and basketball, and it became a matter of pride to have a team to represent the school, and so it carried down into the local level with high schools around the country. It could have gone the other way. It could have gone the AYSO model or one of the other models, but it didn't. It went this way, and it's pretty much ingrained in what we are today and in our culture and in what part of what kids experience when they go to school. Yeah, Chris, this is the way we've always done it. That's right. That's yeah, my exactly. argument, Chris. <laughs> I understand that, that uh, perspective. I, I, I think my comments are probably most appropriate given this whole COVID notion. Um, why do we even have to have uh, sports at all during, uh, let me rephrase, why do we have to have uh, public school sponsored sports until COVID has been conquered? We don't have to, and there's a, they we're examining the risks right now. We didn't have spring sports because we weren't sure enough, right. and we were afraid of outbreaks, and we didn't know. Now we know enough that we think we can have fall sports and do so safely. But, you know, if we need to delay the start of fall sports to in order to prove that, or we're going to try it, and if there's any outbreak, stop it, I think we're willing to try it. They take a lot of precautions. If you've seen some of the practices they're doing, they're good to go. Okay, so that's well, the one point. You don't I play think football we without contact. I you don't play Right. I think we can do false sports. That's true. There are some sports that, that are that are more uh, face-to-face contact than other sports. Right. Well, like wrestling. I would think wrestling would be very dangerous. Agreed. For, for I was thinking of that one. But I think another thing that relates to sports in schools, and this could be one reason why we do it, is because we know that sports can nurture a career out of kids. You know, we know, we know they get teamwork and camaraderie. That can come from AYSO, so that doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. have to be in the school. But I think schools want to nurture potential careers at people. So I think what you end up with school sports, you have people that go on. First, they, first they'll get scholarships related to their fields to go to various colleges. So families, uh, you know, save some of their tax dollars uh, or some of their own money for, for that. And then you have some people that might even go on to become a professional athlete. That's a one-in-a-million shot, but it, it does happen. So you do that just like backstage. You have people that are working backstage in the theater at school because it teaches, a, you know, a great way that, the, you know, the world works in, in terms of performing arts, plus it could be a career. Actresses and actors end up getting cranked out of schools that can go on to have careers. So but the majority of the people, though, Mark, don't, don't don't wind up in careers in the theater or a professional sports. No, but they all sports. end up with valuable lessons. Right. They, I, that, and that's, the, I think, the salient point, that what do you gain from it from our tax dollar standpoint? You gain a kid that is more well-rounded than one who doesn't participate in those kind of things. And colleges, I, yeah, like I, it or I not, agree. look they're for more, that. They're more well-rounded. My question is whether or not it has to be sponsored through a school. And you also brought up the point of scholarships. Isn't scholarships just another expenditure by multiple people of their tax dollars toward... Uh, supporting the one person that receives the scholarship? No, um, tax dollars don't support scholarships that are given out by sc- high or colleges. Colleges. Well, they might. Uh, does the uh, no. do state they say, colleges where they, give where them? Where are they getting the money from? 
they get it from tuition. Yeah, tuition and uh, sales <laughs> and of the endowments. advertising and television revenue and every other thing. Well, I mean, it depends that, yeah. on the school. But the, the same thing's true at high school sports. They they make money. They get money. They have the, the you know turnstile. You go through the gate. You pay a fee, and that supports other sports. You buy a hot dog, and that supports the band or the athletic council or something like that. <laughs> so I mean, all this stuff benefits the community and the stadium. If all the stadium was used for was just a football season, I would agree with you. But during the year, there are other events there. It's kind of like a center for the community. Rarely used. Okay. Thank you so much, Chris. Fabulous points. Thank you. Yep. Appreciate yep. Yep. We appreciate Thanks, that. Thanks, Chris. Well, you know, and and quit the, that uh, job and listen all day. <laughs> and as the tax dollars get tighter and tighter, Chris's point becomes more and more salient because you have an issue where do you want a football coach or do you want an English teacher? You know, so you have to. Well, maybe have the to. football coach teaches English. They seldom, you know, they usually do something else. Right, driver's ed or something. They only like make three thousand, four thousand, five thousand dollars right. a year as a football uh, coach. Okay, so, but the stadium costs ten thousand a year to maintain. The astroturf costs ten thousand to install, or hundred thousand to install, I guess. And the lights cost X dollars. I, I'm I, Chris's point is well made. But if you're going back to school, don't you want the experience to be as normal as possible for the kids? In other words, if we're going to send them back to a prison environment, what are we sending them back to? So they can enjoy negative socialization. Right. And wear a mask, stay away oh from everybody, or you'll die. We're in trouble, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the first half hour. The other two-thirds coming up, we'll have news headlines right after CBS News. This is News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. And Chad Hirschberger, our fabulous host, doing a wonderful job. No, no, he's our producer. Our producer. Producer, he's getting ready. He's good to go. So we thank, are the hosts. Thank you, he is Chad, the producer for being over there. He's a fabulous producer. Yes, uh, he is. He, he does a wonderful job grabbing that phone the minute it rings. As they say, yes. every time he comes in the door, he's no Rob Center, but <laughs> <laughs> he does a good job. So we appreciate him. Uh, we had a call coming in. Whomever that is, dial back, and we'll see if we can grab that phone super fast. On the mark, sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us one 800 7959565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. In the news, President Donald Trump says he might come to Pennsylvania at the end of the month to accept his Republican nomination for president. He says his acceptance speech from uh, will either be from the White House or the Gettysburg Battlefield. In a Monday tweet, Trump says a decision on the location on the August 27th speech will be made soon. Both sites are federal property and are raising some legal and ethical issues for the president and others to ponder. The Civil War battlefield in Pennsylvania could resurface the president's defense of monuments to heroes of the Confederacy. Trump's original plan to address the convention in Charlotte, North Carolina and Jacksonville, Florida were upended by the coronavirus. He had hoped to do it at the White House, but there were uh, several criticisms that emerged of using public property to do a political event, although I guess what it is is Where is he supposed to go? That's where he lives. Joe Biden's going to do it 
it from his basement. Just saying. <laughs> of all the things the president has done, that's that bothers me the least. But coming to Pennsylvania, I think, is a stupendously fabulous idea. I hope he does it. So that's Just Lawrence's saying. worthless wisdom injected into the news. With you on that. <laughs> what, that my wisdom is worthless? No, that it's a good <laughs> idea for him to deliver to Gettysburg. Although sometimes my Because wisdom. what better, the symbol, I mean, Gettysburg was the start of the starting point of the downfall of the Confederacy, if that, that battle was the turning point of the Civil War. Well, and it's the only way that he can sound a dog whistle to his conservative oh, union friends now. and his... Another conf- dog whistle. Confederacy friends So suppose well. he delivers it from Lenin's tomb. Is that a dog whistle to Putin? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, Putin is uh, is puppeteering uh, Trump. Trump, you know, Putin right. does, and has then the strings. Lee, uh, Yi is right behind Joe Biden. <laughs> I guess. Should He's actually sitting on his lap. I got so you. when Yi speaks, it's really the president. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should Mifflinburg and Lewisburg schools reopen next week? The answer is no. If you follow the new guidance, followed by the State Department of Health, that's their new recommendation. The state has a new calculation system or metric to determine which county should have open schools or a hybrid system or closed schools. The Union County has moved to the highest metric being used by the state, not not just because of Lewisburg Penitentiary data, but because of uh, consistent growth in the community spread of uh, the disease as well. Union County, the only county in the Commonwealth that has reached the substantial level, a level which the Department of Education recommends only online learning for the fall. Mifflinburg and Lewisburg school districts are considering that information, that recommendation. The Lewisburg school district says delaying the start of school is a distinct possibility for next year. The superintendent had a statement overnight. You can read that at WDKOK.com. She says the current plan is to have five-day in-person learning with one half day per week off for extra cleaning. Also, a cyber option would be offered for any student at uh, Lewisburg school board meets, but they may not wait until uh, that Thursday meeting uh, to make their decision to potentially delay the start of school at Lewisburg. There are still Pennsylvanians who were unemployed since the end of February or early March because of the pandemic and have still not received any of their unemployment compensation because they can't get through to the state. Unacceptable, the word given to it by State Senator John Gordner is on the news line imploring those residents still left hanging. 8% of the people who want to get unemployment compensation. He says they can call him. Each department has a legislative services office and when people haven't been able to get through on the phone, we certainly encourage people to call my office or Linda's office or Kurt or Rose office. And in the past, we would send something over to the legislative services office for a department and we would get a response in a couple of days. Now it's around 28 days that we get any response from the legislative services office. And even then, sometimes the response after 28 days is we're looking into it. As for school districts opening, the senator says he too is monitoring the situation and will help in any way that he can. State Senator John Gordon on a recent On the Mark program. Bucknell University's uh, talking to students who are petitioning them because of the doubling of the meal costs on campus. The university says they had to accelerate the review of the 15-year-old $700 per semester plan because of the onset of COVID-19 and extreme inflation. Uh, $1,500 will be the new cost. The students uh, say for marginalized students, uh, this will be a significant hardship for them of doubling of the meal costs at Bucknell. Plus, there's no option where you could choose to do your own cooking uh, on campus. Finally, f- uh, two items. Forget casual remote 
learning. One Illinois school district says if you're going to be uh, on camera during the online cyber schooling, you have to follow their dress code. No pajamas, slippers, hats, hoods, sunglasses, or other things because they aren't permitted when you're in the school and they aren't permitted when you're on camera, camera either. Kids must be sitting up out of a bed at a desk or table. The school's 14,000 students will begin their hybrid model August 31st, and the, the school says when you're on camera, school dress code applies, even if you're home. And last week, the president mispronounced Yosemite National Park, calling it Yosemite or Semite instead. And now the National Museum of the American Jewish History is cashing in on his fumble. They're selling campy T-shirts with the Yosemite written on it. <laughs> the shirts have been around since 2011 but now are selling more in one day than they had all month. All right. Yo, Semite. <laughs> right. It's like, hey, you, some sem- Semitic person. Is that it? Is, yeah. that the, is that the intent? Okay. 1-800-795. Clever. Clever. 1-800-795-9565 our telephone number. Uh, Jimmy, thanks for calling in. You are on the mark. Hey, what was that? Yo, sodomite? No, no, no. Yo, semite. <laughs> oh, I thought it was sodomite. That might be a big seller. Mark will take about, a dozen. Back to the New Testament. Go ahead. <laughs> you were talking about President Trump making his uh, acceptance speech or whatever in uh, Gettysburg. I thought maybe he could pull a pull a page out of Biden's playbook and maybe go in the basement and make it. Or down to the bunker where they protect him. <laughs> Do they protect our president? Yes. Do they protect presidents of the United States? Oh, yeah. That's they, just something new. Yeah, they just... That's not just new with Trump, right? Right. They just dug out deeper under the White they House, too. They didn't just make that bunker just this for this term, right? Right. They've had that bunker. They had that a long time, right? Not I a long time. Anyway, go ahead. Not a long time? No, they just finished it under President Obama, but they don't talk about it much because it's part of their secret protection system. Oh, well. Well, maybe well, if he's trying to cat, you know, maybe maybe he should go to some public venue tied into a state he needs to carry. Perhaps he could deliver his speech at a Texas roadhouse. Well, he needs Pennsylvania, so <laughs> how about at a Pennsylvania, oh, I, Texas I roadhouse? I think he'll carry Pennsylvania. I think... I think most Pennsylvanians like having a job, and they like to have the police protecting them. I think they, you know, Chicago, I think they might like Trump, too. Some of the the residents, the people that live in Chicago, the the law-abiding citizens, not the the yo sodomites. Yeah, the other 1% as they're referred now. the, The people that crash into stores and busting and steal stuff and the Black Lives Matter I heard on uh, Fox News were claiming that that's reparations reparations I guess they're collecting reparations from the stores that's not an official policy of Black Lives Matter. You might have heard somebody. Well, no, saying that's exactly that. what some of them are saying. Did you hear about the 40 people that got shot in Washington, D.C.? Yep. It was in the news. One dead and the rest were injured. Some of them yeah. critically. But, yeah. you know, that's the kind of thing that doesn't make the news today. It doesn't fit in with the liberal oh, media's biases. <laughs> Thank you so well, much, Jimmy. I wonder, hey, hey, why are you cutting me off so quick? That other guy talked for like 
a long time. But he had a beginning and a middle and an end and, and a distinct point to discuss. You are discussing I things randomly. Point is, I just think point is uh, Joe Biden's a bum. <laughs> so well, the Democratic Party. Thanks for Democratic keeping it Democratic Party is destroying America. They're well. for killing jobs, killing the economy, and defunding the police. Actually, just so, the opposite of everything you just said is true. But that's all right. This is a free country. You get to say that even if it isn't true. Think, oh, I think it's true. The Democratic Party is against... Is for destroying police. America. Yes, no, I, no, I, not I, that. Uh, just changing right. it. what they are. Is That's it? what they are. They're for destroying America. Okay, we got gotcha. you. Unless you want to live in the kind of America you have in Chicago, you know, go move to Chicago and experience it. Come back and tell me how you liked it if you don't get shot and killed. <laughs> I've been to Chicago. <laughs> I know what it's like there. No, oh, you need to go downtown at night. <laughs> south side. Down, at night. down in the south side that of Chicago. That I didn't do. And actually, I was never at the Miracle Mile. Put a, put a sheet over your head and go downtown. Sound advice. All right. <laughs> Anything else, Jimmy? <laughs> That's it. Thanks. Okay. Perfect. Thanks Take for, care. Yeah. Thanks for your call. Nice. And, uh, well, well, well said on all certainly points. Certainly succinct when he says Biden is a bum. You don't need to go <laughs> I, I much like further. That. I had my finger on the button. I thought, where is he headed here? All right. You know, I, I mentioned Larry G from Texas, our friend down there, and he didn't disappoint me. He says, "Good morning, Joe. You were almost correct. There are high school stadiums that can legally seat up to fifty thousand people. A new stadium about fifteen miles from." must cost the district $75 million. Most stadiums are full sports complexes and are used by several high schools in a district. For example, our son just retired from a district that has nine high schools and plans to build two more over the next seven years. Stadiums and high school footballs generates millions of dollars of revenue annually for several schools of a district. So they do have some Taj Mahals in Texas. Of course they do. All right. Well, that was my point. All right. Now, hit. I'm going to hit the... Like, like Go of the mouse. Yes, I'm letting go, and no, nothing's it happening. It won't delete. Isn't that funny? <laughs> we're stuck. Maybe we can get it to open this one. Nope. <laughs> Our computer. We're in trouble. There, there we, we go. go. Read that. Doug in Lewistown says... No, we have to watch something first. Oh, if you've not watched this, please do. It's a great perspective of the current situation from a local doctor. Okay, yeah, well, okay. we'll have to catch that somewhere else. Oh, I've heard about this. This is in general circulation, but I haven't watched it yet. I forgot to watch well, it. I'm not even certain what it is. But, you know, we're talking about whether or not we open up the schools. That was the topic we started with today, and it devolved into sports, whether we should open up sports as well as the schools. But is the goal... And our our uh, vice president, Mr. Herr, came in during the discussion we had, and and we talked about balance. You know, can let's take the kid who is what do you call it, food insecure. Mm-hmm. They're not going to feed him remotely. It's yes, not going to. He's do. not going to be fed by uh, by a, a video conference call. He's going to have to show. Available. How? Uh, in person, they have to show up. So yeah, I, I think you pick them up at the school in a drive-through fashion. Okay, but isn't it isn't it easier to feed them if they all come in at the same time? Well, I think if you can do so safely, uh, for some strange reason, they don't want just a handful of kids in the school. You know, I, I suggested that when we found out that there's some kids that don't have high-speed Internet near their home, and so that's a dilemma because you can't do online learning without high-speed Internet. So they come into town and they go towards these hubs or to near a library or near something or in a building where they can go, like in a library or something like that. I suggested, well, why don't you just take them to the school? You know, they 
can watch the online learning being you know uploaded and they can participate and they'll have some socialization there and you can feed them there and they say no you can't you can't do that for some reason just have a few kids in a classroom that's not the way the online learning works and it's not ideal to just have a few but kids in the school and we're going back to you being superintendent of the Universal School District it's a good district how do we balance the Marktopia area <laughs> school Mark district Mark Marktopia area schools do you have a band there by the way High school band? We do. They play jazz. No. Do you have a football stadium? No. Okay, no football stadium. So you're not really qualified to answer this question. But how do you – what is the balance? In other words, what is the risk? There is a risk of me pulling off the parking lot today that somebody will smash into my car and I will be injured. But it's a risk I accept because I want to get home. And I think the odds are probably on my side. Now, the odds are definitely on your side. Even though the media reports the number of new cases and the number of deaths, they never take the time to subtract out the deaths from the number of cases and then tell you how really few people have serious consequences from the disease. Now, that's not minimizing it. That's Mm -hmm. just saying that I'm going to make a risk assessment for myself based on that. My risk assessment may be different than the one you make. But should yours interfere with my life or should mine interfere with yours? We've got to come to some kind of conclusion here that protects the kids, safeguards them to the extent possible, but also to the greatest extent possible, gives them a normal life or the kind of life they had before all this started. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Joe hit it on the head. What is the balance of risk versus education versus cost-saving versus learning opportunities? Help us fill in these blanks. 1-800-795-9565. How important sports are important sports? Is that worth the risk? How important is making sure that students are all lined up in a school district classroom, uh, one right next to each other? How important is that? Or as Cindy uh, ably stated, uh, can cyber learning uh, be sufficient. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number, 1-800-795-9565. We invite you to visit sunburymotors.com. That's what I did. I've built several vehicles. I built a Ford Ranger for myself. I even built a Ford F-150 over the weekend for myself just on pure speculation. I built a Lincoln Navigator with a V8 engine and a trailer hitch for Joe, even though he needs neither that power nor the hitch. I built a uh, Kia for Joe so that uh, he'll have an economical car to get around in for a change. And a Hyundai Veloster is uh, for my lovely bride. Fantastic vehicle. But those are just an example. You can build one of any other of the many vehicles. they got hybrid models and all-wheel drive vehicles. And they got hundreds of cars pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. If you are not quite ready for a new vehicle, then you want the quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. They specialize in all types of services. They'll pump you up with nitrogen, inspect you, align you, repaint you, and make sure uh, that your alternator is alternating. Do cars have an alternator anymore? I believe they do. Okay, fabulous. They probably don't. I'm sure it's electronic. But in any event, the people at the Sunbury Motor Company know these answers and can square you away. Sunburymotors.com, the place to start any vehicular conversation. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Earth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Are you out and about more than you have been in the past few weeks or even months? Have you noticed that your feet hurt? Dr. David Bodmer can help ensure that your feet are healthy and pain-free. He provides podiatry care to patients of all ages. It's that time of year when many of us love to get outside and be active. And now's a good time to make sure your feet are ready. We want you to be able to enjoy your time with family and friends and not worry about foot pain. You can find us online or call us at 570-213-4200. New patients are always welcome. Schedule an appointment to see me at Bodmer Family Foot Care on Market Street in my hometown of Seals Grove. You'll never be just a number us. At Animal Care Hospital Lewisburg, we love what we do. We know you probably love summer with your pets. Swimming, hiking, frozen treats, going to parks or beaches. We love including our four-legged friends, but summer also is a time to be cautious of your pet's health. Ticks, fleas, risks of injuries, don't stress. Animal Care Hospital provides vaccines, diagnosis, preventative measures, surgery, and wellness checkups, all in our loving facility. We love your pets in the same way that you do. Animal Care Hospital Lewisburg, we mean it when we say we love what we do. Cricket Wireless knows that dropping your phone can feel like dropping your best friend, while an orchestra plays in time to your pain. Help! My phone! Ah, <gasps> oh, jeez! Did it break? Oh! <gasps> Don't be cracked! Not again! But when you switch to Cricket, you can get a free Nokia C2 Tava, because dropping your phone is a terrible symphony of emotions. Smile! You're on Cricket. And September 17th, must bring your number to Cricket on a $60 month voice plan. First month service, charge, and tax due and sale. These terms, other restrictions apply. See CricketWireless.com for details. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie-cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie-cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No. Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Wow, Billy Joel. Yeah, Kevin suggested that we play My Life because Joel was saying My Life quite a bit. In the last ah, <laughs> my Life. Thank you. Yeah, very appropriate Joel. music. And, and I've been practicing over here. Um, does this sound good um, in my deep radio voice? Fox funnel ears. <laughs> With a closed yeah, mind. <laughs> yes. I just cemented the whole thing shut. You sound perfect. <laughs> yeah, Joe's, Joe's doesn't want any and, other information about anything other than And Chad, Fox. get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Emails and texts. Go, go, go. Dick says, from West Milton, one side of the road north, White Deer Township, Milton Area School District, Greg Township, Allenwood, Warrior Run School District. There is a major prison population above Allenwood, three federal prisons 
Americans. Many staff live in these areas. Why have they been excluded? Is it a problem or is it not? I don't know. I think they're part of the conversation. The the state just picks out uh, counties in order to do their uh, substantial or moderate or low risk assessment. Uh, we, from that, extrapolated that Lewisburg and Mifflinburg would be the primarily impacted districts. But as our good listener points out, you can be in Union County and go to the, either the Allenwood, uh, Milton, or Lewisburg school districts. So, uh, but countywide, uh, that would be factored in. They, the those school districts would have to consider that they're drawing students from a place where there is an outbreak. But see, the outbreak is centered at the Lewisburg Pen, but it's not coming from there. People in Lewisburg, primarily in the West End, are developing the uh, COVID on their own. It's community spread. You know, there's only one correction officer that has... Two. Uh, I heard on the news this morning. Uh, one had it a month two. ago and has recovered. Oh, okay. And then there's one that still has it. And that's the individual that you'll presume brought it back into the prison. Patient and, one? And, and, Right. Yes, and gave it to other, uh, gave it to inmates. So, but in any event, there's no community spread from the Lewisburg Pen. So, so then why should Union County Schools be or- ordered? Well, because to they have their own little outbreak going on. Per capita, their outbreak is high, and their mask wearing is low. They're, you know, there are very few precautions taken in uh, in the rural parts of Union County. You know, the West End Fair is a great example. Our state representative uh, wears a mask rarely, and uh, so does our congressman who visits that area. So I think they set an example, and people don't want to wear a mask out there, so they don't, but they now they have spread of COVID. So, And this is the, what you were talking about. This is the acceptable risk. They want that risk, and they're willing to take it and so because they don't want to be masked. Okay, but the argument, the counter-argument to that, and I didn't get to, to deliver it because we went to break, is that if I, I choose to accept a risk, mm-hmm. if my behavior puts you at risk, how do we draw that line? Or if you feel uncomfortable around me or because of something I'm doing, well, then I must. How, do we, how do we handle that? Is it your responsibility to avoid me? Yes. Or is it my responsibility to modify my behavior to protect <laughs> you? Well, isn't that not the heart of the matter? I mean, you have it is the heart of the matter. in the rural parts of our area and every county who say, well, look, I live out in the country. We're outdoors most of the time. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm, you know, even though I'm in close proximity to other individuals, so sometimes I'm not wearing a mask. And, and and that's not where the big outbreaks are occurring. But well, you, look at you really have to. You, but that's what it is. That is what you said. Is you know somebody? I'm in charge of me all day long. So I have to. If I said you know even right now, you know I think Joe's too much in circulation. I don't want to be near him. You know I would have to modify the tent to make sure that there's no air circulation out of it. Well, look at the city of Sunbury. Their council meetings were somewhat in pub, uh, public. Now they're going back to Zoom meetings. Why is there an outbreak in Sunbury? Or are they just being overly cautious? Or are some people concerned? And uh, I saw that the Seals Grove Area School District had apparently an in-person meeting of the school board, but public participation through Zoom, Okay. which seems like a good accommodation to me. In other words, if you can get the people together in a room, it's hard to have a council meeting or a school board meeting virtually, I would think. Well, and I think Sunbury, uh, you could do that, but uh, public participation in Sunbury is very important. It has been probably about a decade now where council meetings have quite a few people at them, and uh, people want to monitor, people want to videotape, people want to see what's, you know, participate, and uh, that's been going on for a while. So uh, Sunbury's a rare bird in that way. You have a lot of borough councils around here where no one else attends. 
Sunburns, and um, or very few people attend. But Sunbury is not one of them. There's always a group that's but even very so, interested those, in the city the, government. Those those council chambers, if you will, in smaller communities aren't built to hold a 40 or 50 person crowd because that, as you point out correctly, doesn't happen very often. But even so, it's still a relatively confined space. Even if there are only four or five people who show up, mm-hmm. it's still closer proximity. If you figure the number of people divided into the square footage of the room, I submit to you that there's going to be a rather low or rather high percentage of people to space okay. ratio. One eight hundred seven. Like we're in this big studio. This studio is probably what we could handle. Two hundred square feet, anyway. We could handle twenty people in here if we had to, right? No, yeah. not with six foot differences. Well, no, I'm saying we could probably get twenty people in here if we had some sort of a choral group that was going to sing or something like that. Like, we would be maintaining social like distance. Like we did three months ago. For right. Sea <laughs> right. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We're talking about education. Uh, we have mentioned in passing the riots in Chicago Monday, uh, un- not covered extensively by MSNBC or CNN. Why is that? Are they finally maybe doing coverage in proportion to what it should be? Uh, we're talking no, about they're ignoring things they don't want to report. Oh, okay, right. Okay, there we have. Well, scratch that topic then. We just got the answer, according to Fox News. Uh, we have schools that are uh, probably going to delay the start of their classes if they stay in the substantial level in Union County. Uh, we have a president who's thinking about coming to Gettysburg. Uh, Lawrence's worthless wisdom is, I think that's a fabulous idea. And uh, so that's about it. I can't think of anything else that's sort of on the front part. Uh, I did see oh, and sports, the, the importance of sports. I did see some some commentator when they're talking about Gettysburg said, well, that will be a large crowd of people. Will there be a large crowd of people, or is he just going there to deliver it? Yeah, for it example? could be just a satellite uplink, and he's the only one there. It could, could easily be. I'm hard-pressed to figure out exactly where he would do it from. I don't think he'd do it from the visitor center, although that might make some sense. I say little round top. Put him down at the bottom and the crowd up, well, there's, up the sides. Yeah, there's that beautiful stone building there. I forget what monument that is on top of Little Round Top. He could, uh, there's a parapet there. He could deliver it from that parapet. Ooh, that would be picturesque. Maybe the cameras could set up in Devil's Den and point up toward Little Round Top. And with the sun setting in the background. and Maybe he could go to the wheat field or the copse of trees or some of the other great battlefield places. Him making buffoon-like How about Culp's Hill? Culp's Hill, would you settle for that? <laughs> I couldn't tell you where that is. I don't remember. All right. Cindy, thank you so much for holding. You are on the mark. You know, every time I go past Gettysburg, I ponder the fact that those people from the south and the north, many of them walked there, walked there <laughs> to have that battle. Can you imagine? Yes, but they had very good shoes. <laughs> walked there. And that's very, why they went there, to Gettysburg. Had that battle for three days, got up and walked away. But anyway, I'm calling because, Joe, you know, obviously you had a very positive high school experience, and I'm glad for you that that was true. But all of us did not. And I think, first let me just say this. When I was on the school board, I learned 40% of kids, 40, 40% report being bullied in school within those walls. So for them, that's not a positive experience. Now, I think the mission of public school is to teach children those essential skills they need to survive in life, reading, writing, math, science, history, And if you're being bullied, you cannot learn those things. Are there other opportunities in the community for people to socialize? 
outside of those walls? Sure there are. You can be in scouts. You can take a dance class. You can participate in uh, all kinds of environmental events. There, there's an endless supply of opportunities for children to learn socialization, to participate in that outside of school. And school really does not monitor or teach socialization. It's more happening around them. And as the kids report, not often not in a positive way. Well, that's what uh, Chris said. But because some kids are bullied in school doesn't mean you throw the school system out or you don't have live instruction. Joe, I think you're not... I think you need to invest a little time, I beg you to do this, in what cyber education really is. My granddaughter graduated from a cyber school here in Pennsylvania after she was harassed out of her school district in Mifflinburg. And uh, they meet online face-to-face, they interact with their peers, they interact verbally live with the teacher. I think, I don't know what you think cyber school is, but cyber school is pretty much just like public school in the absence of physically assembling in a room and that there's no bullying because the interaction is tightly controlled by the teacher in the front of the room and if bullying goes on it's because these kids are rendezvousing away from the school building it's not that sitting in class and yes this happened to my daughter the kid behind her in one class just incessantly whispered obscenities and cruelties at her while she sat in this classroom and the school district so did nothing about that? Moved her to another class when we demanded it. And did that she solve the problem? She had another kid physically assault her, not once, but twice. Um, and it was only when my husband raised Cain that they assigned an eight, and she was ineffective in stopping him. That was the second time he assaulted her, physically assaulted her, for no reason at all. And what punishment did this kid receive? None. None. You're saying the Mifflinburg School District didn't do anything about somebody assaulting a student? Right. That's right. Did you go to a public school board meeting and call them out? I didn't need to do that. First of all, my daughter didn't even want us to do anything because this would invoke the cruelty of her peers, which I found hard to believe, but was actually true. Um... So she, she was the one who got socially punished because they jeered her. So-and-so likes her, and that's why he's physically assaulting her like this. Well, the thing is, I, I think you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. If there's a problem in the school districts, it needs to be solved. You don't solve it by ignoring it or going to some other model entirely. Yeah, teachers can't be everywhere. No, no but these I, are I, public schools. Yes, but and I'm not everybody. And many of these cyber schools are run by public schools. But it the is still... The Charter School is run by a public school entity. Cindy, They is, are all public school entities. These aren't private schools. Cindy, is, bu- these are is public this... public schools. Cool, is Joe. this bullying is this bullying the exception or the rule? I guess that depends on who you ask. I would it's, say it's the 40%, exception. 40%, I would say that's an awful lot. 10%, I would say that's the exception. 40%, it begins to sound to me not unlike when there's sexual harassment in the workplace, that it's becoming endemic, that that's the acceptable behavior. Okay, well... 
not not my experience. I'll agree with you, but uh, you know, uh, and hopefully right. not not the experience of the kids in the Sealands Grove Area School District and all the others. But I think the problem the problem is the school district isn't taking appropriate action. That's a that's a that is a systemic problem and one that needs to be addressed. It's not something that I would be willing to say. All right, let's take the kid out of the situation and put them somewhere else. I would say to the school district, solve the problem. All right. Thank you so much, Cindy. You. Really appreciate the call. 1-800-795-9565, upper right-hand corner. Okay. Then we'll break. Uh, Calvin says, so silly that people are so concerned with masks. Wear one if you want. It's not like my breathing is affecting your life, and I'm thankful you guys don't sing. <laughs> Calvin, you're absolutely right. I couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. <laughs> we'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Are you? Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. We got them lit up. Thank you, everybody, who's for participating in the show. If you want to email us, send us a note at onthemarket.wkok.com and text us at 70236. I believe Donna is first. Yes, Donna, go right ahead. You're on the mark. Um, hi. I just wanted to comment on the woman who called from Mifflinburg that her daughter had been bullied, which is awful. And I do think the school districts don't always pay attention to that as much as they should. But I also want to reflect on the opposite side of that. Social activities outside of school is possible for parents who can afford to do that or care enough to do that. But for the children who don't have parents that are like that, they don't have the capability to be involved in social activities. And if they aren't going to a public school, nobody's seeing the bruises on their arms or the fact that they're malnourished. And that's why a forced school opportunity is important, not to mention for the kids who don't have parents at home that care and they don't even know how to get on the computer or have access to um, internet the way that they should. So. Yes, I get the whole bullying part, and it's great for some families, but there's a lot of families who their kids need to go for their own safety. Couldn't, so agree, couldn't agree with you more. And and if if there is bullying, isn't that what the school district is supposed to be solving? I mean, that's that's like saying that you're running an institution where you're going to allow people to be abused. You wouldn't do that in the workplace. If, if we allowed people to be abused here who work for Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation, there'd be all sorts of lawsuits and there'd be problems. And if the school districts are allowing that, it seems incumbent upon them to solve it. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, well said. I appreciate that. Schools can do so much, and uh, they can do even more than maybe they are doing if they're not addressing bullying. Well, no, keeping the kids safe is the basic premise. I mean, first, if you say, what is the right. first I'm responsibility of school district? I'm not saying change their mission. I'm saying they're changed their tactics. I to give try you my kid kids. in your universal school district. You keep them safe. 
It's Marktopia School District. We changed the name. Thank, thank you so thank much, you, Donna. Donna, appreciate right, the call. Thanks. Yeah, Have thank you. Day. You too. Uh, Nancy, next up, you are on the mark. Thanks for calling in. I had a, a good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Morning. We had we had a and Joe. I want you to be aware that this doesn't just happen. It happens everywhere. My granddaughter goes to Danville School District to the middle school. Now they had a special needs child of being mainstream with the other children, which I understand how important that is for her development. But when it comes to the point where she, how do I want to say, my granddaughter tried to befriend her because everyone else made friend of, made fun of her. So, you know, just to, just to kind of keep her in the, in the circle. Well, what would happen is, now she wouldn't do anything in the classroom, but when they were changing classes, she would come up behind her and scream in her ears. Oh. Mm. And this this ended up that she was in the nurse's office five or six times from this happening. And, of course, they pulled the other child in, gave her a talking to, and finally they got her on video and called the police in. But they And what they wanted to do was they wanted to change my granddaughter's classes. And my son went to the school three times and spoke to the guidance counselors and all the people that he had to talk to. And he said, why should my child be punished? because another one can't follow the rules. Good point. Yeah, absolutely. Very good point. But so, you know, it's, it's, this is a case in point where a, a child was trying to go the extra mile, include the child that was having problems, and still was punished for it physically. This goes back to one of my pet peeves, and, and and I understand the concept behind it, and I guess I could get behind it, but mainstreaming. It used to be that kids who had special problems were kept in special classes where they could receive the specialized attention they need and where they could be in a more controlled environment. But when you put kids who have emotional problems, let's say, for the want of a better term, in with a regular population, or kids who have other special needs, it's hard for them to adapt. And I know uh, I, I can recite one case where um, a young man who had, a, had some issues was befriended by a kid in the class, and the teachers realized that this good kid could modify the behavior of the kid with the problems. And so they tended to make him responsible for, for this other kid by having him in, you know, together all the time. Well, finally, it didn't work out real well, mm-hmm. but they were quick to change it when they realized it wasn't working. You know, so I think we have to give the schools, we have to we have to talk to them, we have to have a frank discussion about what's going on, and then we expect them to be sensitive to what we bring to them. Well, see, that's my feeling. My whole thought was, if this if this has happened numerous times, and it's it's endangering another child, why isn't there an aid? Why doesn't that child have an aid with her at all times? Yeah, but that, they that, can monitor if you're going to keep them, in, and I bet those things are available. Yeah, okay. but they're expensive, you know, and, and it, so is it better to put the kids in a class where they can receive the specialized instruction and treatment they need, or do you put them in with others? You know, I know the argument behind it is that the good kids, and I use that only from the standpoint of saying, for the, the non, sake of an argument. Non-bulliers. Yeah, yeah, the non-bulliers and the bulliers, you put them all together, or those kids who need special, special attention, let's say, you put them in with others, supposedly the others will bring them up, but it doesn't always work that way. Way. Sometimes the the other kids bring the good kids down. That's that's I I was involved with the peer leadership in the Sims Grove School District, and that's what they did, and that was amazing. But there are moments, and Joe, I totally agree with you. I went to school when we had our special needs kids, 
and their own class. Now they mingled with the other kids occasionally, but still. And I, I, you know, I hate to go back and it sounds draconian to go back to that, but in a case, in these cases, something needs to be addressed. All right. Right. We got you. Thank you so much. And then on the other hand, you have the parents of those kids who need that special attention who want their kid to have the most normal life possible, and I can't fault them for that either. No, I can't fault them either, but in this case, the parents didn't even care. That's oh, well. the sad part. Well, that's another topic. That's unfortunate. Okay. Now, my, my, heart, my heart aches for children like that. Thanks for listening, and I just want to let you know that it's, it's out there. People don't realize it, but it's happening everywhere. Well, thanks, Nancy. Appreciate your call. Call again. Appreciate yeah, your comments. Thank so much. you. Really appreciate the call. All right, uh, 1-800-795-9565. We'll have time for speedy dialers to get through, so feel free. One of our good listeners says, hey, bullying happens in the workplace, too. What happens when your granddaughter gets a job and encounters bullying in the workplace? It happens there, too. We'll take a quick break. we got one caller standing by. We could take another one, 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. We've got a short amount of time with a lot to do, so we start out with Dan. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, I live here in New Berlin where we have the Votex School. Now, how are them kids going to learn they're on, on the tra- hands-on training by being at home? They need to have that hands-on training to learn the right way to do their particular skill and you can't learn that at home by learning on a online oh, that's a good point dan didn't even think about votech education but you're right that is a hands-on type of thing yeah and last year they closed down in march and them poor kids were cheated out of the part of the, you know, half the year of education there. And that's a shame for them. What they lost there, they don't have that training. Now this year, are we going to do the same thing? Good question. Well, yeah, you have to develop the skills, but maybe they could somehow do it one-on-one, you know, do some of it cyber, whatever theory might be involved in this, and then do uh, some in person with good distancing and so on, good precautions. All right, uh, good, good a, question, Dan. Pickle, and uh, I, I feel sorry for kids that want to do the VOTEC training. It's need, many needed skills in that field which we're lacking in. And if they don't get it, they're again 
they're cheated and the community's cheated. So. All right. We got you. Thank All you right, so much, you Dan. Gentlemen, have yeah, a thanks, good Dan. one. Good yep. talking with you. Appreciate the call. Uh, while I'm thinking of it tomorrow, Dr. Mark DeRocco is going to be here from the Pennsylvania Association of School Administrators. So he'll be here uh, talking about uh, what school districts are thinking about and talking about. Yeah, He's boning up on the state view of what's going on around the Commonwealth. He's talking about this new metric. And, of course, he brings same thing he brought to Lewisburg, just a real common sense uh, reality to education. Uh, Lance, thank you so much for checking in today. You are on the mark. Well, anyway, I was bullied beyond belief when I was in high school, except for shop class. I did real good at that, so nobody bothered me. But uh, after a while, I started thinking, you know, this really made me a better person, because why should I worry about what a bunch of shallow, insecure morons thought about me? I mean, really, that's what they were. Uh, those guys there, uh, if you were on a football team, you could bully anybody you wanted to in school administrators or say anything to you at all. And I started thinking, you know, that guy there, his IQ pretty well matches his hot size. Why should I worry about him? Do you go back to your high school reunions? <laughs> <laughs> Guess not. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, seriously. Um, Where did you go you to know, school, Lance? I was Shikolemi. Good for you, okay. And actually, if you were from Northumberland and you went to Shikolemi, that guaranteed you were going to get bullied anyway. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you were a Pine Knotter, Mark. Were you bullied? Oh, I grew up in Sunbury. I oh, went okay. uh, I went to Shik. Yeah. I was rightfully a Shikolemi resident, not one of them busovers. <laughs> yeah. Is that what they called them, the yes, busovers? the busovers. <laughs> But then they ended up integrating the schools anyway, so they bussed me over to C.W. Rice. So... And yeah. So you were a bus over. Right. Yeah. Well, that, uh, okay, thank uh, you. Go ahead. Well, I'm really, though, that uh, was when I look back on it, like I said, I think actually it made me a uh, tougher, better person because then I know I have independent, secure, what you know, I feel because uh, I've had everything thrown at me and it just bounced off. Well, then you ought to go back to your high school reunion just to show them you survived. <laughs> well, why, why should I care what a bunch of shallow, insecure morons thought about me? You know? so <laughs> maybe they, maybe they, maybe they'd like you today. <laughs> Not to resort to name calling, but if it's necessary, we will. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you so much, Lance. Shallow, that. insecure yeah. morons. Well, there's a there's a there's a damning indictment. However, <laughs> there's two of them in the Shikolemi School District back then. Listen, right. I mean, you know, bullying is is certainly nothing to make fun of. I mean, it's a serious problem. But school districts, like I said to you before, your first job is to keep the kids safe, and that's the school district's responsibility: keep them safe and teach them. Well, they can do that and have school in person and have sports and prevent bullying and feed the kids right do it they can do it all on campus says lawrence but that we don't have to count on them for other things like teaching them morality and um you know we we, we can do that ourselves mm-hmm. our our team in the marktopia area school district the team are the angels for a reason oh really because we try to take good you care said you have no it. football team what teams do you what sports do you play in marktopia uh we have an art Team, an art team. Oh, hey, let's get team. together and draw. We're very good into <laughs> thespianism. And into what? Thespians. Thespian. Thespian. Not thespian. Well, whatever. So. <laughs> thespian. You say it your way, I say it my way. 
I used to be a thespian. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm overheating <laughs> over here. All right. On the Mark is brought to you by <laughs> Thank you. You heard, about the, Motor Company. you heard about the Southern Sheriff who won election when he claimed his opponent was a thespian. Oh, jeez. All right. If Chad was going to say, make sure you visit sunburymotors.com. This is WKOK Sunbury. Thanks for listening to On the Mark.